Welcome to the Young For My Age podcast, a show about aging in a world obsessed with youthfulness. I'm Kelly Anderson. And I'm Andrea Barker. And together, we are your hosts. Join us as we dig into taboo topics, dismantle societal norms, and of course, have a little fun along the way. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited about today. I am too. I really am. I know we promised everyone a guest on four. However, we are pushing that back. We will have a guest for episode number five, which we are thrilled about. I think you, you all will absolutely love him, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. So today we're actually going to be exploring a little more in depth, the topic around I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. Just fill in the blank with whatever it is, whatever story it is that you tell yourself. And uh, the, this idea of making shifts or continuing, for example, to pursue things that maybe you're passionate about, a hobby that, you know, I think a great example is that we've used in the past is whether it's continue to do an athletic pursuit at a high level, or maybe you want to, you know, maybe you're in a stage of music where you want to keep performing, but you're telling yourself you're too old. Um, or for myself, for a long time, I told myself that I was too old to start being a writer at a certain age. I, I can't write a book. I've always wanted to, but nope, I'm too old now. So these stories that we tell ourselves are so uh, misinformed. And I hope that everyone listening understands that as even if you're not able to apply it right now, understand that most of those stories are extremely misinformed. Uh, one of, and that's a topic that just keeps coming up for our listeners, this idea of I'm to this, I'm to that. So Kelly, you are the perfect person to converse with this within this topic. Um, because as our listeners know, you left a corporate nine to five after about 15 years in that space to pursue a career in a completely different space in, in coaching. And that is how we met. So I think speaking to our listeners about this from your perspective, it will be extremely empowering and also kind of bringing in, reminding the listeners that what are the, how we met right? I, I left a job that I absolutely hated. And to that point, you were at a job 15 years. I was in one, two years that just absolutely obliterated my sense of well-being. <laughs> so yes. it can happen really fast. It doesn't have to be a change that happens over a very long period of time. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, what are your thoughts on this topic in general? I love it because I think that's how often do you hear people whether just out in society or like in your circle, that's like, ah, not like I'm too old to wear that or I'm too, like, it could be the smallest thing. It could be the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's a story that a lot of people hold that I think they like unconsciously hold. They didn't even know that they inherited that story from somewhere else. They're just told to believe that at a certain age, this, the window for this shuts and a certain age, the window for this shuts. Like, it's just sort of this like thing that's ingrained in us. And so I love it. I think it's going to resonate. Yeah, I definitely think it will too. So um, yeah, without further ado, let's uh, dive into it. 
So Kelly, I know that we've, ex- we've, uh, you've sort of given your story a few times, so I don't think it's necessarily a, um, there's a need to give the entire story, but give us a little synopsis of where you come from in with regard to this idea of being in, being in a space and having to really reevaluate and saying, you know, what are the stories you told yourself, especially as they relate to age, um, about making the change? Yeah. I love this topic so much because how often have I caught myself in some sort of situation, no matter how big and profound or small that I've caught myself stopping and saying, eh, I'm too old to do that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate and that's why they're listening to this podcast. But that was definitely a belief that I toyed around with for a little while as I was thinking about changing careers. Um, And I know like I shared my story on a previous episode, but I had been in recruiting um, for technology for about 15 years, had jumped around to a couple of different consulting firms and always felt misaligned. But as I grew through my career, I also aged through my career and I got to this point in my mid thirties where it was like, this just isn't enough anymore for my level of fulfillment. And I didn't make the jump immediately. And one of the stories that was in the way of me making that jump was like, what am I going to do? Because I'm too old to go pursue a passion and quote, start over. Um, I'm too old to go learn something new and change a completely different direction that has nothing to do with recruiting. I had begun building this story that because I was at a certain stage in my career, that that meant like that was the end all be all. And I would never be able to recuperate or I would never be able to find something that filled me up. So I created a box for myself and kept myself stuck there. And, you know, as you were talking, Dries, at the beginning of this, what I think is behind this, at least what was behind it for me, and maybe other listeners can relate, is when we say I'm too old for something, there's a fear there. Mm-hmm. There's a fear that we're not addressing uh, and we're masking it with the phrase of I'm too old, fill in the blank. And for me, as it related to changing my career, which was to completely go all in on myself, leave the corporate world, launch my business from scratch. There was a lot of fear that I had to get over as it related to my age, which was what if this fails, then what? I have nothing to fall back on, right? Like, yeah, then I'll have to go back to corporate. And what would that look like as a, you know, late 30 something tail between my legs going back to corporate? What would people think? So there's so many fears involved there, but that was the main one that I think prolonged my decision to finally leave. So I had to work through that quite a bit and decide that what was on the other side outweighed staying in that place. But yeah, a lot of it really was this, you know, I'm too old to go back now, so I better just stay put. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting as you say that, because I think for some people when they're considering a move like that, like that's a pretty big move. Um, For you, part of why you, why you were hesitated to take the move was to be like, because you thought, oh, maybe I'd have to come back. And, and, oh, that'd be like, whatever, whatever the thoughts that were going on in your head, that'd be embarrassing, or that'd be something I really don't want to do it. Filling, filling yourself with like that fear and the shame or whatever these stories are. 
What's fascinating to me is I've certainly heard other people who have made the leap to leave a job because they have that job to fall back on eventually. So that's really fascinating and a totally different mindset, I think. Um, and how interesting that what can be a fear for someone can be a uh, safety net for someone else. That's I'm, I'm really curious to that. I wonder what it is that sort of makes one person feel one way and, and one the other. Um, what have you experienced like in your, as you've been coaching uh, clients, is there ever anyone that you kind of like see that piece of it? Like, have you seen that piece of it? If someone saying, you know what, maybe this would be an okay thing for me to do. Cause I can always go back to a, B or C. Yeah, I have. Uh, and I just want to like build on something that you said really quickly mm-hmm. too, is this idea of like the fear versus the safety net. And the biggest shift that I made when I was making that decision to leave was rather than look at it from the place of I'm too old. What if I have to fall back to this thing? I shifted that to be like, okay, I have all of this age and experience and wisdom. Why can't I just trust myself to figure it out when I make this leap? Like, why can't I trust myself to problem solve my way through it if something goes awry with this decision? Like, I have all of this experience under my belt. So it was kind of that shift that helped propel me forward um, rather than like using the age as a hindrance. It's like, yeah, I've got a wealth of experience under my belt at this point. Like I trust myself to use it if, and when I need to. So I just wanted to like throw that out there. Yeah. Safety net idea. Um, But yeah, like I, I have seen this with clients before Uh, you mentioned the I'm too old to be a writer story. And that's Mm -hmm. one of my favorites. I distinctly remember that conversation so vividly because we had to really dissect what that story was really about. Uh, I have another client that I'm working with actually currently who uh, left a big local organization here in Portland um, about three years ago. So beginning of the pandemic and, you know, he's in a place where he doesn't necessarily need to quote, go back to corporate to make a living. Um, So he's very fortunate in that way. And he was kind of talking through, here's my different options of what interests me, but he hadn't taken action on any of it. And one of the big reasons that he hadn't taken action on this one specific passion, which was to take a woodworking class, was because he was worried that he was too old and he was going to be the <laughs> oldest person in the class. And what would other people think of him being the oldest person in the class? I think like he's finally getting to the place where he sees that it's less about where you're at in life age-wise. And it's more about like, what actually fills you up? What actually brings you joy? What's actually feeding your soul every single day? And how can that outweigh some of the stories around I'm too old to try this thing? Um, So we're working through that, but it's, it's, it's really fun to see that transition happen. Uh, Whether it's with friends or clients, it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. That actually makes me laugh. Cause I remember going to grad school at 29 and I'd been out of school for, I mean, I graduated when I was 22 years old. I remember thinking and saying, I think I might just be too old to go get my graduate degree. Like I was 29. My God, <laughs> like 
Wouldn't you rather be the person that is there because you want to be, not because you have to, because that mm. was the next step of your educational career. Right. Someone told you that you had to go to college or whatever the next thing was after high school. Like you chose at 29, I want to go get this graduate degree. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. No, and I, and I actually, I, I love when I meet someone that is such a kind of lifelong learner. Um, you know, I admire them so much. I, mean, I have a friend who just went back and got his PhD. I think he's 48. Um, just he, and he's gotten several master's degrees. He just loves learning. He loves being in that space. He's actually been a college professor. So it's, it's, it's kind of turning that story around and, and making it more about being that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like what you said, why not look at it as just pursuing something that you're, that really fills you up versus the reasons not to do something, which are pure stories that you're telling yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I, we were spoke, speaking earlier about my friend. Well, I have several friends actually in their thirties that are in nursing school. And one of them specifically the other day when we were out mountain biking was saying how she felt weird because she, you know, she was so much older than everyone in her class and maybe this wasn't the right path or, or, you know, whatnot. And just, just exploring that a little bit more and realizing, you know, she's done so many things in her life. She's moved from this position to that position, just pursuing things that she's passionate about. And I would much rather be that person <laughs> than, than someone who is telling themselves every day, like amping themselves up to go to work because they hate it so much and just looking forward to that one day when they get to retire. A lot of our parents' generation, that's how they lived. And they kind of felt stuck. And I understand most of them had families and needed to really pursue something that was making them a living and they were having to take care of their families. But it has been a shift. Um, as you know, speaking to that, as far as your client base, have you worked with a variety of different ages? And how does that look from the perspective of maybe a 20 something to a 30 or 40 or even 50 something? What is that um, difference that you see in maybe the mindset yeah. around this topic? Yeah. When I think about my client base, it's a bit all over the map, but interestingly, it's primarily been folks in their 40s. And early fifties, I would say on average, uh, which I find really interesting primarily because we hear a lot about folks that at that stage of life, they're kind of set in their ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that's not to say that everybody is by any means. Right. And my clients are proof of that. But what I find fascinating about that is each one of them has a theme in common where it's like, they've hit a wake up point where something just isn't aligned anymore in their life. And for a lot of them, it is career related, not all of them. And we get to dig into the blocks that are keeping them from making a change, pursuing something else, whatever that looks like. And for a lot of them, there is an age story in there around I'm too old to find my purpose. I'm too old to make a career shift. Um, 
I've actually had, interestingly, two clients now that expressed interest in going to pilot school. Um, but both of them had the story that it's like, I'm too deep into my career and I'm too old to make that kind of a shift. And so with each of them, like we get to really dive deep into what does it look like to move past that story and to create a new uh, new story about age and what that means to make changes like that in your life. But I do see that as a common theme with my clients for sure. Yeah. So when you, when you talk about kind of diving into those stories that you're hearing from your clients, um, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who are telling them the same things, whether it me, whether it's a, I'm too old to pursue this music career or this running career. Um, I'm too old to go to nursing school or to become a teacher. What are a few, you know, pointed, pointed, um, pieces of advice that maybe you rely on or methodologies that you sort of focus and help your clients use to kind of, to move past those stories? Yeah. One of the main things that we do when it comes to an age topic, something around the lines of I'm too old is we use what, uh, I think it's just called the model (laughs) really profound name. And this is a model that I've learned from a previous coach of mine as well, where it really looks at what are the results that you have in your life right now? What are the thoughts that you have about a specific circumstance? And then we kind of do this diagram, this charting of this thought is creating this feeling, which is creating this action or inaction, which is creating the result. So if you have a circumstance that's, let's just say, pilot school, and your thought about that is, I'm too old, then that's leading to feelings of possibly shame, fear, anxiety, et cetera. Those feelings are leading to an inaction, which is to not move forward with pilot school because of these thoughts you're having. Therefore, your result is dissatisfaction. You're not acting on your passions. And so when you put it down on paper visually, And they start seeing like, oh, this is how my brain is working. Then we can intentionally dissect those and we can pull out, here are the thoughts that are actually not serving me about my age right now. And we can create new empowering thoughts that feel much better and more in alignment with where they actually want to go in life, regardless of age. So then we can start implanting those thoughts, right? Like instead of I'm too old for this, oh, pilot school would be interesting. I'd love to pursue something like that. And then we start building routine and repetition, just like you'd go to the gym to lift weights. We have to build repetition around creating new neural pathways in the brain to allow ourselves to really embody new thoughts and new beliefs about our desires and get rid of the thoughts of age. If that's your you know blocker mm-hmm. um, to move past it. So that's one of the models that, um, that I use quite a bit. And then I'll ask, you know, very pointed questions to them. Like if, if the belief is I'm too old to go to pilot school, I'll just throw right back at them. Like, is that true? <laughs> and they have to like really sit with that. Like, I don't know. I have, I've never, they've never consciously thought about whether or not it's true. They've just regurgitated. I'm too old. Right. It's an, it's an unconscious, like automatic response. And so when you ask poignant questions to get them to really understand, is that, 
the truth for me? Or is this something that I heard somewhere possibly? Then you can really start to like figure out, okay, where do we need to rewire here? Um, so those are the, the fun little tricks that we'll dive into with clients that have this story around age. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So on that note, do you mind giving us one of your favorite examples of watching someone make that shift um, in their lives where they maybe came to you in a space where they're just, they have an idea of what they want to do, but they have some pretty intense stories they've told themselves. And do you have an example of maybe someone who's made a pretty massive shift that you've been able to watch unfold? So I love this question, Dreej, and I, my intention is not to put you on the spot, but I, this is one of my favorite examples from the past year or so from working with clients that have stories around age. But I, I recall the day that you said you were too old to become a writer and there was uh-huh. a lot of, there was a lot of reluctance <laughs> around even calling yourself a writer. It felt icky to you. Yeah. The language scared me for sure. And fast forward, like six months later, we got to meet in person. You were in Portland traveling here for work and we got to meet up for coffee and we got updated on each other. And you had said, I am almost done with my memoir and I'm going to be moving into editing soon. And I was like blown away, not because I didn't think you could do it or would do it, but I was like, holy shit. Like, yes. She moved past this story of, uh, I'm not a writer, so I don't think this book's ever going to get done to, oh my gosh, look where I'm at with this book. So I don't know what you want to share on that, but that stands out to me as a beautiful example of someone moving through an age story. Oh, that's very nice. (laughs) That actually cracks me up because because of the fact that it's a memoir. At a certain point, like to write a memoir, you actually have to have some experiences. So, so here I am saying I'm too old to do this. And I'm literally talking about writing a memoir like that. The, the irony there is not lost on me. Uh, It just came a little later than it should have. Um, Yeah. I mean, I certainly, I've always wanted to be a writer. I've always been a writer to be truthful. Whether it was be a kid writing stories and making my entire family listening to listen to me uh, recite them or whether it was, my passion for letter writing, uh, storytelling in general. I've just always loved writing the written word. I love reading. I mean, I, I spoke to how late, how I would stay up so late reading Nancy Drew. That was just an example of what I read. I would literally stay up every single night reading and I wrote all the time, no matter what, what the situation was or, or where I've been. So, you know, I've had opportunities to write songs and perform them. And that's always been fun. Um, I've written for different publications. I've written as under ghost names. I mean, it's not that I haven't written. It's just, I wasn't calling myself a writer and I've had this book in my brain for so long. And, um, and yeah, when I quit my job and was trying to figure out what the, what in the world was next for me, I knew that even though I needed to get another job in the foreseeable future, I certainly wasn't going to do that before I at least started to either tell my, either decide officially I'm not a writer or to do something about it. 
Yeah. And that's, that's when I came to you and I certainly remember telling you many times I'm too old to do this. Um, it makes me laugh again that I said that. And then, you know, it took me a while. It, it was a few months of not working before I could even get a word on the page that, and I don't know what the stump was. A lot of it was the, was these things I've been telling myself, but man, once I started writing, it started flowing and, you know, that's only been, it has, it's been less than a year since I started writing it. And I'm, I'm finished writing for sure. You know, I'm, I'm at the, a place where I'm very um, comfortable with what's on the page and I've been editing. And I think that's going to take me longer than it's took me to write the damn thing. <laughs> All, those things that I was telling myself are so not true. And, but I certainly believed them when I was saying them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and yes, a lot of that was conversations that I had with you to kind of unlock the, these things that I was telling myself and why I was telling myself them and how to get around them. And then a, a lot of it was just action, right? I just had to take action, mm-hmm. um, and rewrite the, um, the conversations that were going on in my head. I love that. What other, um, what other stories have you found yourself saying out loud? I'm too old for, I'm curious what other examples come to mind for you. Mm. Um, I'm too old to learn a language. I'm too old to, uh, wear that pair of shorts. Um, I'm too old to go to that party. I'm too old to go to that concert. <laughs> yep. Totally. Those, those things. And then I stop and I catch myself and I or try to find a reason, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You're too old to do that. Why? And I can never find one. So I just do it anyway. <laughs> right. What about you? Gonna, go ahead. I was just going to ask you what about you, but. <laughs> totally all of those things. It's usually around learning a new skill or a hobby. I remember um, three summers ago, I took a motorcycle beginner training class and I quit the first day. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think this story was necessarily that I was too old. I absolutely did feel a little out of my league overall. Um, But before the class even started, I was like, am I too old to learn something like this? Most people here have been riding bikes or dirt bikes or something since they were kids and I have no experience and I'm really self-conscious about it. And, and, you know, that was an example where it didn't work out and that's totally okay. I, I don't regret doing it at all. Like sometimes it's, just about having to go for it and just try something and not make it mean anything if it doesn't pan out in a right and be like hey cool at age 30 something or other I tried a motorcycle motorcycle class haha it didn't work out exactly fine but you know to the things that you're speaking of right like I'm too old to wear that dress those shorts that outfit I find that it's kind of the the difference between a conscious and unconscious decision. We were talking a little bit about this earlier, and I feel like the the phrase around "I'm too old to wear that" is kind of an unconscious conditioning that we have from society. You know, magazines, celebrities, uh, social media telling us what we should be wearing for our age bracket versus maybe. 
I grew out of this style or mm-hmm. my style and tastes and comfort level has evolved. That feels like a more conscious and intentional decision around choosing what or what not to wear. Uh, so I just, I, I find that interesting of like, how often are we going around saying that I'm too old phrase from an unconscious place versus a really conscious and intentional place? Um, you know, I learned to ski when I was 35. Ooh. Yeah. And then I learned to mountain bike when I was 40. So it's, uh, I think that, that this idea of, cause I've certainly had the time back to what you were saying of, um, it, I'm too old to like try these new things or whatnot. Um, that tends to, to be based around skills because we've heard like, oh, if you're younger, it's so much easier to do the, this, that, and the other thing. And, um, that I, that idea of, doing something purely because you want to try it. I mean, I didn't think I'd like mountain biking. I literally was like, I'll try this. And I, I was expecting like what you were just saying about the motorcycle class. Like I pretty much expected to ride twice and be like, suck, this is not for me. (laughs) And I was okay with that. Like I'd already set myself up to be like, I don't need, this is not something I need to be doing. Um, and then of course I, I love it. And trying to think of like an example of, Oh, surfing. I, I, that's my example of, of your motorcycle. I went, I learned to surf. I got up on the board like two or three times and I was out there the whole time. Just absolutely. Like I hate being in the water. Like I don't, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the water. Okay. I didn't die. That's good. I did not enjoy it. And then I kept telling myself, I should learn to surf. I really should like keep surfing. I should keep surfing. And I was after I, I tried it like a couple more times and realized I just hate it. I'm okay with this. <laughs> There's no reason I need to learn to surf. If I don't right. like it, what the heck am I doing out here trying to drown myself, basically? <laughs> totally, totally. But I I love that these examples that that we're sharing, right? Some of this is just like kind of kind of fun and silly, and we can reflect back and laugh. But I think ultimately, like one of the themes and the messages that I'm hearing here is what do you actually have to lose trying something at any age? Mm-hmm. You know, and it yourself have to be- permission. Yeah. Like whose permission are you waiting for yeah. to go try something new? Who's going to tell you that you're at the appropriate age to do X, Y, Z. Like you have that power, right? You yeah. have that power to decide my age is not a factor in this decision that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and especially to, to those examples of, I feel like maybe even the more important examples of things that you try and it's okay if you don't like them, like, so what you've been waiting to surf your whole life. You've been waiting to, um, learn Spanish your whole life, whatever it is. And then you start and you're like, I actually don't really like this. Okay. Awesome. But how great that, you know, it, how great that, you know, because you tried, right. And, and also, you know, if you want to go to nursing school or you want to go learn woodworking or whatnot, it doesn't have to take, be this massive decision you make. Like you quit everything and then you go do this and, oh no, it didn't work out because I didn't like it or, or it just, I wasn't good at it. It, it can be, you can dabble in things. And I think that's actually a pretty fun way to go through life to dabble in things that you're interested in and maybe something clicks and then you make a big decision or in your case, you needed to make that big decision to be able to truly put your 
like effort and focus on this. Like for me, I have a, have a job I really, really enjoy, but I'm also writing and I, and I really like the, the two, how they work together. It's a challenge for sure. But, you know, right now, if I quit my job, you know, quit a job I like just because I should be spending all my time writing, like that would actually put a new stress on me that maybe wouldn't be necessarily conducive to doing my best writing. So understanding like the balance, like what are your thoughts on that specific topic? Like, how do you, how do you know, and you might, you, you don't have to have the answer, but like this idea of how do you know if you need to make these big shifts or if you can find a way to balance them? Like where, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's going to be different for everybody. Right. Mm. Uh, and that's really something that you get to feel into throughout your journey to really like intuitively be able to decide, do I go all in on this thing? Mm. Do I straddle amongst a bunch of things? I would say if, if it's a job thing, for example, we'll just use that as the example, because you and I both have experience there. Yeah. If it's related to a job and you're in this place of, do I leave and go all in on something else? Or do I straddle for a while? Like ask yourself within the parameters of your current job, how much energy is that currently taking from you? Do you have the ability with that job to create distance from yourself to that job where you can go pursue your passions, whether it be writing, coaching, surfing, any of those things? Like, do you have enough capacity to to straddle and do both? If you're too sucked into the one thing, the job maybe that's overtaking you, then I would recommend exploring what does it look like to put a plan in place to leave it all together um, so that you can create that distance and that space to go pursue the passion. Um, My concern, and this happened to me for so long too, is my job was so overwhelming at times that I couldn't have imagined starting a side hustle at the time. It would have been so overwhelming to try and manage both that I know I would have never been able to put the energy and the effort and the excitement into the coaching, for example, that I would have had, I had that clean slate. Now that's my journey. That's not everybody's. So again, I think it's about being able to create that space energetically to see clearly how you need to move and decide. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was thinking just the other day of just as I was thinking about this topic, exploring these stories about age and about, um, yeah, just making shifts in our lives. And am, am I going to be good at this? Am I too old to do this? Am I too young to do this? Um, I have one of my sisters, I mean, she was in a, a position, a, she was a vet tech for, I think, 12 years, 10, 10, 12 years. I mean, it was her career. And she was always, she's always been a, you know, fairly active person, but she certainly wasn't what I would call a fitness, like enthusiast. Um, and I mean, she went all in, got her booty yoga instructors, um, license. And then she just started pursuing fitness. And before you knew it, she had quit her vet tech life mm-hmm. and opened her own studio, uh, fitness studio in us in the small town she lives in. And now she's just 
con and then she opened a coffee shop within her fitness studio and she's just rocking and rolling. Like she employs a bunch of people as instructors. She's the one like go-to fitness studio in town. I mean, people absolutely love her space and love what she's created. And it's been so cool to watch her evolve into that. And granted, you know, and she's a mom. So she's a mom to two young kids. And, but she has an insanely supportive community, um, a, a great partner. I mean, it's been really cool. It hasn't been an easy thing for her. I mean, I've watched the struggles, whether it's financial or get, you know, just getting off the ground, a business off the ground, as, as you know, it's, it's tough. Um, but how cool to see that um, shift happen, you know, in, in her, I think early thirties is when she started doing that. So I love awesome. that so much. Oh I my love gosh. that so much. And Day like, and night. yeah. And interestingly, like what just dawned on me as, as you're telling this story is, um, so <laughs> I'm very closely tied to the orange theory community. Uh, for those of you listeners out there who have done orange theory, you know, it's kind of cult, like, uh, <laughs> very tight with this group. And Interestingly, the, the founder of Orange Theory, Ellen Latham, she founded this brand probably, I think it's been 13 years now. She was in her late 50s when she founded this brand. She had been in every single corner and niche of the fitness world throughout her entire career that you could even imagine. And she founded Orange Theory. I want to say it was, she was like 55 or 57 and still runs it to this day. So she's in her 60s now. And she was actually just on the How I Built This podcast. Oh, I, I love that. I haven't tuned in yet, but I want to because this woman is fascinating. And like, let that be an example right there that age is not a factor when you're so like embodied in a specific belief or passion that you have. Like, do not let that get in the way of whatever it is that you want to deliver to this world, no matter how big or small, right? It doesn't have to be yeah. launched. Orange Theory, which now has like 1200 studios nationwide, but like, what is your thing that you want to do? If you're a listener out there that has this idea, this nudge, and you're like, uh, I'm a little too old to act on that now. Like, no, do the thing. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what the call should be is to get rid of that language of I'm to this, whatever that your, your, this is to do this and just start asking ourselves, why not? I love it. That's, that's what it is going forward. Yeah. Eating the language. Yeah. I'm too old. I'm too young or I'm too fill in the blank. Yeah. Maybe we need to like start a, a jar for a, for each other. It's like, anytime I hear you say that I'm going to put, I'm going to be like, all right, I've been mowing you or I, you owe me a dollar on Venmo and vice versa, Deal. a digital tip, a digital jar to keep ourselves in check. <laughs> Deal. Accountability check. Oh, uh, that's great. Well, Hey, let's, uh, I want to check in with you, Kelly. How, how are you feeling? We're four episodes in, um, what, yeah. What's on your mind? What, what topics are you excited to explore? Um, what, what are you, what are your feelings? Mm, my feelings. Yeah. Give it um, to us. Yeah. I'm feeling really, really lit up by the conversations we've had so far. Uh, I feel like we're, we're hearing from so many listeners that 
either know us or don't know us that really relate to a certain topic that we've touched on that they're like, yes, that's so me. And that was one of the main goals that we had coming into this was to be relatable and to just open up the conversations of the thoughts that many of us have had around the topic of age and maybe aren't talking about enough. And so it's really reassuring and validating to hear that these messages are hitting home with people. And there is a lot more to come. I don't want to spoil too much on the topics and the guests that we have coming. Uh, but I think as we go, we're going to become uh, gradually deeper in some of these topics that we've brushed on. So I'm just excited to see how this evolves, even if I don't see all of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. Um, it's sometimes I have, I feel like we have a pretty clear vision of where we're going. Um, and then other times I, I feel like that vision's limited and what's around the next bend is, and that's pretty exciting. It's been a, a really fun journey. Uh, really excited for next week, uh, to all our listeners, we're going to have our first guest. Um, although I would call Kelly that our, our premier guest that on this one, <laughs> But we're going to have a guest. Kelly and I are going to interview him. And uh, you may not know him. Maybe a few of you will. But by the time we're done with episode five, you'll know him very well. Um, So in the meantime. Age like you mean it. That's right, everyone. Age like you mean it. Uh, Stay in touch. Please, uh, yeah, reach out with any feedback. We are here, here for it. We're we're wanting to listen and and hear from you. If you'd like to reach us, please email at yfmapod at gmail.com. That's Y-F-M-A-P-O-D at Gmail. Or follow us on Instagram at Young For My Age. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.